The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Patricia Heaton, this is our special Patricia Heaton birthday episode of My Brother, My Brother, Me, and Advice Show for the Modern Era, and also, did you just Google, also Chaz Bono. Did you, did you just Google? Did you just Google Wikipedia, and then on Wikipedia, did you Google birthdays on March fourth? This is our Bono Heat episode. Bono Heat honoring Chaz Bono and Patricia Chaz Bono. Chaz Bono, Patricia Heaton. Do you think? I bet you Patricia Heaton would fucking hate Chaz Bono because she's <laughs> she's a very close-minded. She seems very conservative woman. to me. Yeah, she is. Is she the mom from uh, from Tool Time Show? Yeah, she's mom from Tool Time, and she is mom from the middle, but not mom from Malcolm in the Middle. Common mistake. Really, what a yes. small world. I know. And who is Chaz Bono from? Chaz Bono is from uh, Mermaids and <laughs> Sonny and Cher. Okay. Also Rick Perry. So it's a cool day. <laughs> March 4th here on My Brother, My Brother, Me. It's sort of our Patricia Heaton, Chaz Bono, Rick Perry themed episode. So all of our questions will in some way have to do with those three celebrities. If you don't see the I'm connection, a, you're probably just not The uh, first person to respond with an email that lists the connection between all of the, the emails and either Bono, uh, Heaton, or Perry. Oh, I got it. it but, uh, Griffin, you can't participate because you work for the show. But first, I know the answer. But you can't say it. The, but the three of them fucked. <laughs> the three of them fucked that one time all together. Well, what they does might... that have to do with any of the questions we're about to answer? Unless all of the questions are about that time when Rick Perry, Chaz Bono, and Patricia Heaton fucked. Yesterday, yeah. on and as long as we're talking big news stories, uh, recently, uh, Dennis Rodman traveled to North Korea to meet with Kim Jong-un. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the headline, the big opinion, the popular... Popular reaction from media critics is that he did not perform well. The, hmm. s- the CNN headline is Robin fouls out in North Korea. And I would just like to join with my media brothers and sisters in our disbelief that Dennis Rodman did not handle international diplomacy uh, with North <laughs> Korea our, particularly. Our final well. hope has failed us. <laughs> our last chance, like sending Bruce Willis to destroy the media, uh, meteor in Armageddon, Dennis Rodman has failed us. Is it possible that he did like a passable job where he just really wanted to use that fouled out pun? I mean, if he, just showing up is half the thing, isn't it? And like, nobody else has showed up. How come, hey, Obama, give him a fucking call. What hey, is- Obama, why don't you give them a fucking call and maybe talk it over? They have nukes, guys. I'm spooked. Spooked about their nukes. We're nuke spooked. 
And we just want you to pick up the phone and call that little guy. Why don't you fucking give him a ring? Listen, he's adorable. But he's also, he's probably just as scared as we are. You know, he's more afraid of us than we are of him. Right. Except mm-hmm. that we're really afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Not as afraid of I am as Dennis. Of I, my, let me start over. My fear of them and their nukes, my nuke spookedness, uh-huh. is not nearly as crazy high as my general Dennis Rodman discomfort. <laughs> Phobia. My Dennis point. comfort. Even seeing <laughs> that fucking guy, it's, uh, it's not great. It's like he's like his it's face a bad is like a situation. It's like a, he looks like a, a, he survived a trap from one of the Saw movies. It's rough <laughs> stuff. What if he had rolled up and just been like the most amazing diplomat and Kim, like Kim Jong would have walked out going, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I see it now. Rodman mm. on North Korea. We cool. <laughs> he says, apparently we cool. We cool with North great. Korea. He great. fixed it. He fixed it all. This is an advice show uh, where we take your queries and turn them alchemy like into wisdom let's let's here's my, uh, here's my first advice obama pick up the phone let's pick it up let's uh Press let's fucking rip off the top and guzzle it down uh hi i'm a 22 year old girl and i have a problem with uh what i call nerd rage seems to be getting in the way of my dating life guys don't seem to like it when i let it out but it's almost involuntary when someone brings up an x-men movie i start going off on 20 minute tangents without realizing I'm even doing it, or getting into hours-long arguments over who would win between Loki and the Hulk. I've tried uh, dating not nerdy guys to avoid the arguments, but I would die a little inside every time a Doctor Who reference falls on deaf ears. What should I do? Should I tone down the nerdiness, or just keep waiting for David Tennant himself to whisk me away? And that's from Allons-y in Charlotte, North Carolina. Listen, we're all waiting for that day. Yeah, we all want David Tennant to roll up, even if it's just like a friend romance. We are all happily engaged or married, and if Tennant knocked knocked down a door, we could not say no. Justin, Quaggy, Song for Adventure. Like, all right, David. Whoa, 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 whoa. Justin, (laughs) get in my box. Get get in my spaceship, (laughs) Justin. We're going on an adventure. I, I can honestly say if, if David Tennant walked in the house, I would get super, like, little puppy excited, and I'd look at Teresa, and she would just kind of go, like, eh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd understand. Yeah. She knows She would up. sing a refrain from Jolene, mm-hmm. but he would <laughs> fuck you anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is... Just FYI, let me go ahead and preface this by saying I don't think that this is, like, because you're a girl having nerd rage. I think that anybody who does this, it's it's kind of a turn-off. It yeah, can be a, a bit of a turn-off. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you know, there's so many real things to be upset about. Like, North Korea. Dennis Rodman's over there messing yeah. that up. Like, get angry about that. That's a real there's thing. There's, like, social issues and stuff that if yeah. you bring it up, everyone's going to go, oh, yeah. I agree too. I'm also mad about that. The problem that I've found consistently with 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 nerd nerd you know arguments or what have you is depending on the setting, you're almost always alienating somebody. There's mm-hmm. always almost always someone who doesn't know the source material as well as you or like is completely oblivious and um, that can make for a kind of unwelcoming social experience for anybody. I mean, I love my I love my um my my nerd my nerdy nerdy uh escapism as much as the next guy but um i find that it can be have kind of an, uh, a chilling effect on uh your social engagements. well i also find that in my life that it's like 
timing is everything. Like, yeah, I've had real long like you know debates with people about who was the best Doctor Who or about you know the Superman movies or the Batman movies. Lots of arguments about Avatar the cartoon versus Avatar the movie, and it and but it's I don't do it every conversation I have. Like, I have the one friend that I have my Doctor Who discussions with. I got the friend that I talk about, you know, cartoons with. I have a friend I talk about comic books with. And then even that is maybe, like, 5% of the time. You know, there's an appropriate time when that conversation happens organically. And not like, oh, I see that you own uh, Wolverine Origins. Now let me tell you why that movie sucks. You know? Yeah, yeah I think it's I'm the negativity to... that I have a problem with. Yeah, get, I'm just about get... to... What, Come what? to your guys' houses and duct tape your butt cheeks together. Why is <laughs> fucking nerd lords? Okay, what are you even talking about? I just I don't I don't party on these kinds of because it's it's. Is there if a hot I, topic if, if I was talking about for Mario Brothers that says "Don't hate the player, hate the game"? You're welcome. Hot topic. Go on, Griffin. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if it wasn't Doctor Who, or if it wasn't you know comic books, if it was sports. Or if uh-huh. it was wine, or if it was sport wine, uh-huh. which is a new kind of wine that I'm doing. It's kind of like Gatorade. It's kind of like the Gatorade. But it gets of you wine. messed up. Yeah, it gets you really fucked up. So it's not good for like if you have to throw or catch the football, or really run into anybody. It's it's still an R and D. Anyway, you're, it's snobbishness, regardless of what it is. And like some people can party on that, but like even if they are of equal level nerdiness than you, is that really how you want to like? found a relationship so, so your point being Griffin, it's not content it's, yeah it's, it's not the, the content attitude. it's because the tone. if you're like if you're like a fan of a specific baseball team right and then somebody brings up baseball and you launch into this half hour long diatribe about why uh the cincinnati reds are the greatest baseball team and everybody else sucks and you're like really right. heated and angry about it yeah. like nobody's gonna like that no especially people sitting around you going yeah i don't care about baseball at all yeah. Um, yeah. And everybody cares about baseball. Fewer people care about Doctor Who. Uh, I have to see the math on that. Uh, Griffin, can you read us a Yahoo question? Yeah, sure. I can I can do that. This one was sent in by Ira Ray. Are you Ira Ray? <laughs> I'm on Colmeds. I'm sorry. I know, but I just had this moment of like sheer horror. Where went, what if he doesn't <laughs> yeah. do it? And I really, I've got, I've become Pavlovian, like trained to be like, but we, huh, hold on, he say it, say it. Yeah, I hear it in my sleep now. I hear it when people say things that sound like Ira Ray, mm-hmm. which is weird. Anyway, thank you. Ira. Do you have it's an funny. IRA? Who wants to know? <laughs> <laughs> it's by Yahoo Answers user Wolf Runa who asks, "Who would win in a fight between the dad in the Wonder Years and the dad in Happy Days, and why?" <laughs> They both rule a strict house, but who'd win in a fight between the two behemoths? <laughs> the best. Oh, God. Speaking of nerd rage, like, too much time has been spent figuring out who would win in a fight like Superman and the Hulk. We need to get more into, like, who would win in a fight, Wilson from Home Improvement or Comet the Dog? Uh, Wilson would beat Comet to death with his own hands. So who we got? Dad from Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and Jack... And- Jack Wonder Years. Jack Wonder Years. Papa is, Cunningham. Is it, it Papa Cunningham is Tom Bosley, correct? I yes. didn't watch any TV that was on the air before Nashville. It's the Boz. It's the Boz, right? Okay. It's the Boz. Uh, okay. And then you got the 
uh, God. Come Indomitable on, Dan Laria as okay. the dad from the Wonder Years, and he is a big. I mean, he, he is fucking. A, he fucking. I I watched that show late. I watched that show in like college, and he fucking scared me. He was yeah, scary. scary. He's a scary I, man. I haven't seen a lot of Happy Days, but I want to know what episodes this person is watching where they're like, Tom Bosley ro- runs a strict house. He's <laughs> running a tight ship. God, Tom Bosley is tight fist. Everybody gets one. You get one more and you're out. Do you remember the episode where Tom Bosley does beat the shit out of Fonzie for leaving the light on in the bathroom? <laughs> He's not even his son. That's a tight household, Mr. Cunningham. Crazy. I think Wonder Years' dad would eat him alive. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Dan Laria plays Vince Lombardi. Okay, okay, but you guys, Bosley is clearly more cunning, Ham, and so he's going to win was that the in whole Battle goof? of Wills. Was, was that the win- whole No, I actually, I actually didn't realize until about halfway through that that's where I was going with it. But then you followed it. But then I went with it. I took that rabbit you- hole. Can I come at you with this? Uncle Phil... Versus, oh, I can't remember Reginald Bell Johnson's character's name for Family Matters, but I can remember Carl his name Winslow. is Reginald Bell Johnson. Carl, Carl Winslow. Oh, God. Uh, it's Uncle Phil, because here's the thing. It was always, uh, I mean, not even under the surface, that Uncle Phil had a violent streak. He mm. threw DJ Jazzy Jeff like 20 yards yeah. a day. For all, yeah. for all of the great work Will Smith did on that series of making African-Americans non-threatening, Uncle Phil was right behind him, undoing it, moment just, by moment. Just throwing DJ Jersey Jeff. I'm a white suburban guy. I'm trying to not be afraid of you. And Uncle Phil is throwing your people. <laughs> he is watching <laughs> African Americans at his front door. How In the years that I've watched this show, it has only just now occurred to me that the neighbors of Uncle <laughs> Phil and his family about once a week are looking out their window to see a scrawny black man being launched out the door. <laughs> what do they think is going on in that house? How is it? How does Uncle Phil, Phil figure out that Will is the one making them look bad in their zhuzhi neighborhood? Right. Like, Phil is trying to blend in in Bel Air, and meanwhile, he's throwing black people out his front door. <laughs> and there was an episode, if I remember correctly, where Uncle Phil sits on a rabbit and kills it. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I'm just saying that's scary as shit. Oh, okay. Carl so Winslow you are never sat on a rabbit. Despite the fact that Reginald Bell Johnson, as <laughs> as TV's Carl Winslow, is armed and dangerous because he's a fucking police officer. Uh huh. You think that Uncle Phil's sitting power when is he, enough to? When, <laughs> I when, never when saw. When Carl Winslow is ejecting uh, Steve Urkel from the house, he uses his words. Yeah, I, and to be fair, I never saw, uh, I never saw Carl Winslow's hand, uh, hand where his hit be at. So yeah. I that would have been a great episode well, if like half the episode was just him spent like in therapy filling out paperwork for maybe, having to discharge his weapon to kill a rabbit that was on the couch. Maybe you didn't fucking watch Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, which is part really, of the Winslowverse. <laughs> it, it is in the Winslowverse. I've convinced myself of this, by the way. I mean, he plays that cop in, like, 19 movies. Oh, that's 19? real nice, Trav. Real nice. What? I mean, that funny that buddy cop, who's like, really? He's just afraid to shoot people. What What <laughs> other than Die Hard and Die Hard 2? Oh, God, now you can put me on the spot. Yeah, I put you on the spot because you're talking out of your ass. No, he also <laughs> did it in Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> Family Matters, the movie. 
like a hundred episodes of that. He was a cop. You can think of, of Die Hard as being a long and confusing <laughs> episode of Family Matters. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was also that cop in Ghostbusters. I think that was a ghost. Dead uh, Carl Winslow. I'm just going over his IMDb page right now looking for any kind of uh, character that's just listed as cop who's afraid to shoot gun. Mm-hmm. I I'll get back to you. had someone on my paper route when I was younger. His last name was Bosley, and I convinced myself that it was Tom Bosley living a life of privacy in Huntington, West Virginia. <laughs> in Huntington, West Virginia? Tom yeah. Bosley just couldn't handle the attention and paparazzi anymore. <laughs> all, of, all of the getting out of the limo shots where his vagina was showing, he just couldn't stay the attention. All the, all the fa- uh, Father Dowling heads chasing him around, trying to get their pick with Father Dowling. All the sex tapes and drug scandals, Tom Bosley just could not handle it anymore. Oh, uh, Tom Bosley, you're missed. Uh, yeah, I do. I do miss Tom Bosley. Uh, I guess that is one advantage uh, that Dan Loria has over Tom Bosley is being corporeal <laughs> I guess <laughs> this is one thing that's good for about Dan Loria is that he's alive so that mm-hmm. that is helpful I mean that's a big plus but yeah. it, as, as angry as he is though like, I counting down counting down the days over here mm-hmm. that takes a toll on a man's heart you know yeah no kidding especially when a man is that big and that threatening okay semifinals semifinals okay. <laughs> hey we're gonna bracket this uh, now, this. We're doing it. To, to be fair, Dan Loria in 2014 is starring in a movie called Icky, an American Dog Story, as mm-hmm. Paul Puccini. So he probably wishes that uh, that Tom Bosley had killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Every day he wishes Tom <sighs> Bosley. Fit. What could have been? Why did you finish the job, Tom? <laughs> uh, so here's another question from one of our users. Recently... I've been feeling that I think about things too much. Sometimes I find I'm unable to take action because I'm busy thinking about what might happen. Case in point, I recently helped my friend DJ a dance party, and a girl I don't know came up and tried to dance with me. I wasn't dancing before, and rather than getting out on the floor and having a good time, I thought about all the reasons why I shouldn't or why it wouldn't be appropriate. Pretty soon, this girl makes some excuses and left. I wasn't able to have any fun because I was thinking too hard. Is this a problem or is it just a personality trait? And that's from Introspective in Indiana. Before we get to the question, I want to say that the thing that caught me is all the excuses why you shouldn't. Like, what? What? Was it? Was it like a kid's party? (laughs) That's a pretty good fucking excuse. This Were there a- snakes on the dance floor? <laughs> this party is at McDonald's. We're this- in the play place. What are you talking about? The floor is lava. I mean, yeah, okay, yes, it is a personality trait. And personality traits, I think, are only a problem if they're impacting your happiness. I mean, that's when they become... It. It. I, I guess it depends on, is this you saying that you think things through? Or is this you saying you have a hard time making decisions because you're thinking about every dis- different possible outcome. That's not a bad trait to have. You just have to know that when an attractive person is stranger is dancing with you that you have to mm-hmm. shut that yep. voice right the fuck up. 
I feel I feel like this is an issue that like I have in real life or like I did, but like I've been making a very like strong effort over the last two or three years to stop doing it, and my life is like a thousand times better. Because every mm. so often, that's a good thing. Like when it's deciding how you want to do your health insurance or uh, a payment plan for something. Yeah, like <laughs> I want to meet someone who's impetuous about their health insurance. I don't know. Let's still catch the win. PPO, PP. I have no idea. Let's do it. <laughs> Just do it. Sign me up. Do I want a new car? Sure, I do. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whoops, I got dog insurance on myself. That's okay. I'm going like, to have a luscious coat. If someone's like, hey, you want to go see a movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't sit there and go, oh, I don't know if I see that movie while I be too tired tonight. And I was saving money in that extra $8. Maybe, like, if you want to go, dude, do it. If you want to dance with the girl, do it. Don't sit there and go, well, what if it turns out that she has a boyfriend and then he beats me up and I break my leg and I lose my track scholarship and then I end up homeless? Like, that's. No, if you have a track scholarship, you need to be. You need Please to fucking keep your head on his Please fucking guard swivel. Because everything out there wants to break your ankles. I'll tell you one thing that I've been doing lately that has kind of helped me uh, deal with this, because I absolutely have a problem with this. It, and and it surprise, it, it's negativity. I, <laughs> I remind myself that basically everything bad that has ever happened to me, I never have seen that shit coming. <laughs> like, I never think, like, oh, something bad's coming, and then it does. It's it. I don't, I think everything's cool, and then it gets very bad. So, like, the very fact that you have even thought about a negative outcome means that mm. that's probably not the one that's going to happen. So, like, just, just get over it. Just go with it. And bad, are bad things going to happen? Absolutely. Just a remind ship in harbor. Have a ship in harbor is safe. But, okay. Yeah. But that's not what ships were made for. They were made for sailing to adventure with Captain Ron. You are a ship, and Captain Ron is beckoning you to adventure, and you need to just pile on board. Well, you could have had this lady on your on your mast. Uh huh. Wait, Ugh. hold on. What's the front thing on the front? Your your the the your mermaid bow, statue. Your figurehead. Your mer this girl could have been the mermaid statue. Uh huh. The prow. I think the prow that you put tape to the front of your boat. Hold on. You could have duct taped this girl to your boat. You could have fucked this girl on a boat and you didn't because you thought there about how your dancing wasn't correct or some shit. Ugh. Uh, just makes me sick. Because yeah, this could other... have been a person. You could have made love and then the condom had an accident and you had, could have had a person. And that person was like the next Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. Or, or it also could have been the next John Wayne Gacy. Oh no! Yeah. Okay, it, it became a Paul Harvey story. He probably Sorry, What if I fuck this person and then it's John Wayne Gacy that comes out, not the person themselves? I think I would see that. Dude, dude is huge. What if it turns out to be John Wayne Gacy? I didn't oh, notice. So foolish. You're wearing, you're wearing clown makeup. You're covered in kid blood. Ugh. Got me again. Let's continue this party under my basement. Can we not, John? The party's John, fun. Can we is. just spend a night on the couch watching Netflix? The other thing that is important to remember that it is more negativity to cure your anxiety is that no one thinks about you ever. <laughs> no one ever thinks about anybody other than themselves. If you're worried what people will think, don't. They don't. They're not thinking about you. They don't. They don't care. You're the I only would, one that's I would carrying, and you're carrying more than it, everybody else. 
I would argue that in this situation, like not doing it and being like, uh, 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 is making her think less of you than if you just got out there and been a bad dancer. Cause now she's thinking like, what was the big deal? Why wow. didn't that guy like me? Like what's, why is he being so yeah. weird? And you made her feel bad about herself. Mm-hmm. She doesn't pick up a guy at a bar. They didn't make the baby. That would ultimately save the world. This is what I measure things in now, by the way. Right. But I, I do love that it's only like a three or four step process. Yeah. That's right. That's, and there are only how... two degrees of people. Either it's the next Gacy or the next King. <laughs> it's one of those two. Always. Always. I think Everybody. there actually was a Paul Harvey story about like an abortion clinic where it's like two women came in and one got an abortion and one didn't. And the one who got an abortion, her son was going to be Picasso. And the one who <laughs> didn't, her son was Hitler. And that's the rest of the story. Paul Harvey was a fucked up guy. Man, yeah. Travis, that is the funniest bit you've ever done about abortion. <laughs> you might have picked your top five abortion bits. That is definitely the top five. <laughs> That didn't come from me. That came from Paul Harvey. <laughs> but it came right. from the Paul Harvey that doesn't exist in your fucking head. Via the transit of property, it came from you. It came fuck. from the Paul Harvey that's so fucking stupid. He thinks that people who get aborted, we somehow can predict what they would have been. You, it was a what if. It was a what if, you guys. It, it was, was a what if. if. Okay. It was a what if story. Pop this abortion in the what if machine. <laughs> and Let's now you know happens. the bullshit I made up. <laughs> okay, Paul. I'm Paul Harvey, drunk as fuck. Please, wouldn't it be crazy if... Hey, pass that bong over here. Wouldn't it be crazy if a woman had an abortion and her baby was like Jesus or some shit? Ah, that'd be weird. And now you know a fucked up thing. <laughs> that I made up. Man, Paul, you have not lost a step in your old age. Even though you think that cucumber is a radio microphone, you have not lost a step. Paul Harvey, Radio Titan, full of shit. <laughs> Maybe dead. Possibly dead. I'm not know. sure. <laughs> dead Definitely is, on the run. Dead as Dan Loria wishes he was. Paul Harvey, total asshole. <laughs> Abortion fetishist. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Professional bullshitter. Paul Harvey. Real asshole. Paul Harvey. You want to go to the money zone? Yeah. Try to stop me. Travis, how weird do you like it? Uh, You don't know. That's the problem. And it's a problem that we're all facing because we haven't gone to ExtremeRestraints.com and gotten ourselves some sex stuff. For sex. Yes, but let me throw this out, Justin. I hate to derail your hilarious goof train, but what if it wasn't for sex? What if it wasn't for sex? We got, we got, we got a customer review, a confessional from a listener named Meg. She works for an artist at a video game company, and they call other guys over to check their computers to review what they're working on, and sometimes, Haters are gonna hate, and they just won't leave you alone. And so she brought a drill a hole fucking machine at a discounted price using the midless coupon code, and that's what she uses to drive away haters. Oh, sorry, haters. That's sorry, seems... haters. I've got a fucking machine. Hey, HR. 
Hi, this is Griffin from the podcast. It's, there's some shit happening under your fucking nose that you let a fucking machine, you let a drilling fucking machine into your office and somebody is using it. They have weaponized it. She uses, a, she has a special carrying case that like she pops the latches on. And I imagine at this point, like that's enough for them to go. High oh, human to go. resources. Oh, gotta go. She made a holster for her fucking machine that she brings into work every day that you haven't noticed. Uh, so com is an, an adult superstore and a great place to pick up a play, thing to scare people that will probably get you fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get everything on the site 20% off using the coupon code MIDDLEST. That's right, MIDDLEST. They're running a special promotion right now on dildos where if you buy 10 dildos, then it, you're going to feel great. When you get all those dildos in you, it's not That's a conventional a spe- promotion. Special. But. Well, put in the coupon code. Ten ten dildos inside, and then buy uh-huh. the ten dildos. You're not going to get any kind of discount on it. Only right. for the coupon code medalist. Just type in the coupon code quiver of dildos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can get all ten dildos in you, and mm-hmm. you take a picture of yourself and you send it in. Mm-hmm. Then they will have that of you. Not to us. Not to not us. To us. But not for, to us. For the love of sweet baby Jesus. Not to us. Unless. If you craft yourself like a dildo bandolier. Right. And then use them to fight crime as like the dilder. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dilbert. <laughs> the Dilbert. That would just be awesome. Head to extremestrace.com. Use the coupon code MIDDLEST. And get fucked. Hey, folks, this is Kevin Allison of The State and the podcast Risk, where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. X-rated stories, outrageously hilarious stories, tear-jerking stories. You won't believe how real and raw and surprising Risk can be. You've heard people say, ooh, too much information. Don't be sharing that in mixed company. Well, at Risk, we say screw that anything goes so you've got a treasure trove of jaw-dropping entertainment to dig into my friend look us up at maximumfun.org or of course just go to podcast at the itunes store and search for risk Risk! this yahoo is sent by jacob locker thank you jacob it's by yahoo answers user obese catholic who asks is it safe to let a horse live in my bathroom that's it. <laughs> okay, well, depends on the size of the horse. Safe for you or safe for the horse? These are both great questions. It. What? What's your flooring situation? Mm-hmm. Is it a first floor bathroom or a second floor bathroom? Do you know any people who will ever come over to your house and, and use your bathroom? Not anymore. Because... <laughs> because if you do, a pretty good goof would be to pretend like there is no horse in that bathroom. A what? What did you see in my bathroom? <laughs> Pardon me? No. Excuse me? That's my sacred space. That's where I store my ten dildos. What exactly are you accusing me of, sir? Sir? That That's is gonna be hard. my mother-in-law. <laughs> sir, how dare you oh good day you racist the sh- the i have shenan- to go feed her some oats to cheer her up <laughs> the shenanigans the shenanigans that this situation would lead to 
There are literally, I literally, if this podcast was six hours long, I couldn't enumerate them. There's so many possible shenanigans. He's gonna eat all your TP. Uh huh. Because he's gonna use up all your hot water. He, yeah. He's well, gonna shave. He's, he's big. He's big. He's, he's a big horse. He's gonna shave his face, and then he's gonna have like a regular skin face and a, <laughs> and a hair body uh-huh. all over the rest of him. You, he's also gonna get in the shower while you hide in the closet and do voiceover for him and make whoever's pooping think he's Mr. Ed. Um, no, no. Why would they get? It, they wouldn't get. <laughs> nobody would. <laughs> nobody would. In this situation, nobody would poop around the horse. <laughs> <laughs> you would walk into the bathroom and be like, "Oh, a horse, huh? Well, if there's one thing <laughs> no, I like, no, it's no. being the, it's the being seated and pantless guys, around a giant 400-pound monster with chitinous feet." The this, horse is in the shower with the shower curtain drawn. There's the water no is reason. The there is comes no in, reason. The person comes in and says, "Oh, sorry, I didn't know someone was in here. I was just going to use the bathroom." And you voice over and go, "Oh, yes, of course, use the bathroom." But you are. And just... then when the horse sticks his head through the curtain, you're like, "Oh, I see that you're shitting, Travis. Like horse, dick. Travis, horse. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're being a real Paul Harvey right now. <laughs> I, I, uh, I can't imagine." Any scenario in which you could lure a, a horse, a full-grown horse, unless we're talking like a little spasm situation, mm-hmm. a full-grown horse into your bathtub. It is but not happening. More importantly- what, what if you had a carrot? Okay, no. Th- listen. Listen. They're not uh-huh. discreet creatures. They are not God's most- dis- they're God's most beautiful- and they're God's most brilliant and soulful creatures. And killable. Uh-huh. The and most killable. Yeah. So most destroyable fucking. creature. Yes. But they are not- what you might call stealth. They are not <laughs> stealth animals. They when uh-huh. they God made it so they can't sneak up on you because he put he put so, so what you're saying is you need a really opaque shower curtain. He gave them Oh god. Travis. He gave them percussion on their fucking feet. You're gonna hear them. You, you gotta put down the little rubber fishes so they don't slide all over the place. Nobody has ever nobody's ever walked into a barn and been surprised by a horse's presence. <laughs> Turn the corner and be like, oh my god, I didn't know a horse was in here. Travis, do you know what they call a ninja that rides a horse? What's that? A corpse. Because <laughs> they can't really, sneak at all. Because it's really dark, Justin. Yeah. Sorry, ninjas. You took it to a really dark place. Sorry, Our whole ninja so, contingent is. Sorry, complain. anybody who's listening and also a ninja. I didn't mean to be such a Paul Harvey. Um, might be fun though. Dress him up in a little suit. For like a, little a day, it would be the best. That's the thing. It would be great for like ten minutes. Or or another good goof is somebody comes over for dinner and they're like, "Holy shit, there's a horse in your bathroom!" And you go, "Oh shit, he escaped from the kitchen." <laughs> the worst thing about having a horse in your bathroom is that you are going to be desperate for somebody to see that shit. And <laughs> from the moment they come over to visit. You're going to be looking at him like, oof, how's your bladder feeling a bit full? <laughs> Do you want some coffee and bran? Did you need to, uh, poopy? <laughs> you need to make dirt? Hey. 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 You, know, you need look, to make dirt? Make you're water? You're bloated. You need to make dirt? You need to make dirt? Go make some dirt. No, not down to, here. Upstairs. You, ha- you have to. Why would you put the horse in the upstairs bathroom? And not because I only have a half bath downstairs, and there's no goddamn way I'm getting the horse in there. Okay. Come on, Griffin. Come on. You've and been in Justin's house. Use your brain. That goof is also on a time limit. You need to get them in the toilet. Within, <laughs> that horse is going to give you maybe five minutes of silence. 
<laughs> if you if you slap some peanut butter in its jaws, and some if you take them on a, a long, beautiful ride for several hours in the countryside, getting real worn out, maybe he'll stand still for you for five minutes. But after that, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Horses horses are noted uh, assholes, and they like to feel majestic at least at least three times an hour. Mm-hmm. So if you go for too long without making them feel or look majestic, they're just going to start winning, and then mm-hmm. the goof's over. And then you're mm-hmm. a weird guy with a horse's bathroom, not the Prankster Supreme 2013. But so if, good luck. If you can pull it off. Oh, God. <laughs> if you can pull it off and take a picture and send it in to us, we will give you... The title of Goofmaster Supreme 2013. <laughs> we will give that to you. We'll send it with a big novelty check for as much money as you want. The check means nothing. The check will be worth money. This is what I'm saying. If you can pull it off, you can have everything. <laughs> you can have the check. The world, the world is yours. The hat. Oh, there's but, a hat. Listen, do not take it to a Photoshop and have it Photoshopped. Because I will know the difference. If you take a picture of a horse in a Photoshop, that would be awesome. I will also accept horse in a Photoshop. But I have to know that it's original for us. The horse has to be saying, my brother, my brother, and me. Or making And his holding mouth. today's paper. And holding today's paper in his No, he's holding tomorrow's paper in his mouth. <laughs> and we've got an early edition tribute. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. You guys want another question here? Yeah. Let's see what I got. Definitely. I'm 20 years old, and while I'm fortunate to have my parents pay my tuition, something I'm very grateful for, I try not to rely on their financial assistance as much as possible. I just got a text from my dad saying he put $100 in my bank account as a gift for a rainy day. While a hundo is nice, I feel bad for taking the money. Should I just give the money back as I step towards independence, or should I take the gift and go with it? That's from Mr. Wants to be Independent. Ah, that's so cute. That's so nice. It's really nice. Just take it. What are you... Take your dad's got fucking money. Take your dad's fucking money. He earned it, and it makes him happy to give it to you. If you were 46 and your dad dropped a hundo on you, I, I see you going, Hey, Dad, uh, you're in a home. Please don't give me your money anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm literally paying for all of your care. This is but coming directly out of college? my account. You take that money. Just take the money. Your dad is trying to do something nice. Don't worry about it. Trust me. He'll get sick of giving you money soon enough. So soon. So soon. Scroll it away. Do you like have a? Do you have a job? Here's my opinion, guys, and this is just for me. I think if your parents are paying the bulk of your expenses, I I think I think that like trying to strike out on your own is (laughs) is noble, and I think that trying to secure your independence can be really great for your confidence but like if your parents are already paying the bulk of your expenses like that you know it's a don't, fu- it's a futile gesture yeah, yeah it's a yeah it's a pure victory if you're like no i won't take your benjamin like just well, and, just take it and then get yourself on your own two feet as soon as you can and also i mean helpful advice there's a big difference between having to ask your dad for money to pay for something and your dad just being like hey because i love you here's a present binjo that's your that's mm, you've been a good son you've been a good son this is your good son reward 
Just take it and go buy some Pokemon cards or some shit. There is nothing that there's nothing unindependent. There's not dependent. That's what I'm looking for. There's nothing dependent about someone giving you a present. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's just nice. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. That was easy. Next one. That's easy. Here's more advice. I just moved into a new apartment building. I'm loving everything about the upgrade in space compared to my last place. However, my next door neighbors have started ruining my excitement by playing their music TV all day, every day. Now, here's the thing. They aren't blasting it by any means, but the bass is audible enough to hear in my apartment. It makes watching quiet movies hilarious because it's hard to appreciate a haunting scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman with a quiet in the background. I can usually drown it out by playing my TV and music, but then I risk annoying my downstairs, upstairs neighbors. The short version. Am I right to be so annoyed with this barely noticeable noise, or am I just a premium rush? That's from Irate in Illinois. I would I would argue that it is more annoying to have it barely audible. Oh my than god, to have yes. It's super blasting. Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay. No. Because if it's question. super blasting, you can roll next door and be like, hey, turn it down. Well, can you? Can you, Superman? <laughs> is that can something you, you're big tough genie? Is that something you're capable of doing, Luke Kang? I did not know. I did not know I was brothers was a superhero. Turn it down. Are you implying that politely asking your neighbors to turn something down is such a scary experience that only Luke Kang could accomplish it? I'm saying to have the bravery to to confront anybody for any reason. Is a super- <laughs> I, I, okay, you know what? I'm laughing and, and making fun of you, but you're absolutely correct. <laughs> I, I think whenever something like that happens, everybody instantly turns into Charlie Brown and goes, <laughs> ah, I'll wait. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, I'm, they'll move <laughs> eventually. That might just be because the three of us have the kind of type J personalities that never help <laughs> you get along in the world. But The number of times in my life that I say things like, you know, I should go say something. <coughs> I mean, I'm not going to, but I recognize that I should. This is one of those moments where if I had a dick, if I... I would definitely use this. We had, um, we, you guys should get Sydney as a wife, because boy howdy, she does not suffer that. We were in a, uh, we were in, she used to stay at that apartment. You guys remember that apartment that she used to be in on 6th Avenue next mm-hmm. to Marshall? Yeah. We were there, and, um, the, the her downstairs neighbors, like took this to its logical extreme and did the most insufferable thing in the world, which is to, at all hours, especially like 2 to 3 a.m., see me really choice, would blast Sublime's Santeria. Oh, that's a good like one, though. Deafening like, volume. On loop? Yes, yes, like, oh my <laughs> hey, god, they're hey, listening to again. fucking Santeria I'm getting again. to the deepest levels of it. Play it again. She would just, it. I'm hearing it. She mm-hmm. would just get on her hands and knees with a, uh, this cast iron pan that we bought. It was the first thing we ever bought together, actually, and she would just pound on the floor with it. And then one night she eventually got sick of it and went downstairs and started banging on their door with a cast iron skillet and told them to turn off the goddamn Santeria, because it was <laughs> the only song they listened to was Santeria. And now... Constantly. You guys can't make love unless you listen to Santeria by Sublime. <laughs> totally weird. <laughs> totally weird. Totally true. <laughs> hey, man, we're all right there with you. Yeah, listen. This is no Paul Harvey stuff. This is real. No, this is real. 
I have I have upstairs neighbors that I swear to God they've got like kids that are like five and six. At like three o'clock in the morning, those kids are running in circles. I don't understand it. It blows me away, and my, like it, it will wake me up, but not enough to tell them. My fucking backyard, John Hammond. I wish he would make a noise. I wish I knew what that fucking dude was doing back there ever. One clue. Give me one thing. Give me one thing, dog. If I heard like a weird, like full brass klezmer band coming from there, I'd be like, oh, okay. So he's like just some sort of weird klezmer guy. But it's not that. It's not that. I can't fucking crack that nut and it's killing me. You're not going to know until it's too late. You know that, right? You accepted that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the only noise I'm going to hear is the chainsaw that he's ripping through my spine. That is the you're first sound from him I will ever hear. You're going to have time to think, is that piano wire? And then just, <laughs> your air is gone. You're blacking out. You're done. Ah, oh, man. You got another Yahoo Griffin? I mean, is that where we should go now? Yeah, we can take it here. This Yahoo is sent by Joe Ruskio. Thank you, Joe. It's by Yahoo Answers user R who asks, Is it cool so see a boy sagging their pants? Whoa. If you like it, what type of underwear should it be? And how low? If you don't like it, why? I'm sorry. I need the thesis statement one more time. Is it cool so see a boy sagging their pants? (laughs) Okay. Is it cool to see a boy sagging (laughs) their pants? which (laughs) Which is great because it's not asking if it's cool to sag. Because the answer is, of course, still and forever. Is she asking like a is she asking like a bird watching question? I saw another one today. <laughs> it's a good cool. omen. Make a wish. It's like the cowboy on the uh, on the uh, Tootsie Roll pop wrapper. But what you don't want is a boy sagging his pants to like be outside your window because then someone in the house is gonna die. That's true. <laughs> shh, shh. Look at the foot of the bed. Shh. Look at the foot of the bed. It's a boy sagging his pants. Um, when How's I, your aunt doing? When I sag, Call your aunt. I, I just go commando, okay. which is not a... <laughs> so you just, you just have your balls out. <laughs> I have my butt and half, a, half of one ball out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's not a popular thing at the mall to do. No. Uh, I, what I do is I sag my pants, and then I have another pair of pants underneath, and it looks like my pants are molting. And, and sometimes you wear snakeskin pants, which really uh-huh. heightens the effect. Mm-hmm. I think the best time I ever saw a boy sagging his pants was when I was watching The Three Stooges. And this, uh, in the movie, um, are you talking about Larry or Mo or in Curly? The, in the hit film, in the mm-hmm. hit film, they see someone, Larry C- or Mo Curly, sees someone's pants sagging. Is an African American gentleman, and he says. Hey, buddy, let me help you. Your pants are falling down. And then he pulls them up. And I thought, it's 2012. You also like, thought, this is the most racist thing I've ever this heard. This is really crazy. This is really wild. <laughs> you also racist. thought, why can't I stop masturbating? <laughs> I, I also thought, why is it 2013 and I'm watching this movie for a second time? That is another thing I thought last Saturday. <laughs> That's one of the other thoughts I had. And then I thought, this joke is still pretty racist and not a joke, really, so no. much. So the only thing that happens, and if we may tangent into this, in the movie, the a joke tangent? is... tangent? <laughs> okay, a logical step. Um, the joke is, 
just referencing that the young man is sagging his pants and Mo doesn't realize that it's been a cultural thing for like 30 years right. and attempts to pull them up. That's the punchline? Yeah. Cool. Is it possible for us <laughs> to continue this bit without sounding like the script of old dogs? <laughs> Is it possible for us to get out of this episode without sounding like three Tim Allens? Travis, are there any other bits in Three Stitches you'd like me to clear up for you? I, I still haven't seen the movie, so it's like hearing tales you, from a foreign wait, you land. you still haven't seen Three Stooges? It is on my bucket list. Didn't you want to get ready for the Oscars? <laughs> Best sound mixing, I think, was on there. Yeah. Best yucking? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Best Did you guys think poorly the veiled memoriam? racism? I think the Immemorium was kind of lame this year. You guys think so? I don't know who died. Not a lot of like good people died. Mm, a lot of B stringers. A lot of B stringers. A lot Nobody of cinematographers. Like, a lot of yeah. You know. Can we all just agree to make a commitment to have more awesome people die this year? Just can we get some good people to die this year? Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Wink, nudge. But I'm just saying I'd like a really blockbuster Immemorium this year. We could add. I mean, we could talk to them about adding people that haven't died yet. Uh huh. How fucking crazy would that be? <laughs> fucking Mickey Rourke up on the screen, like in the audience. <laughs> and oh, then man. cut to Mickey Rourke going, "What? Oh, no, shit. no, I'm here." And then cut. You hear, Can't you see me? <laughs> Can't anyone see me? <laughs> the whole night's about trying to convince Mickey Rourke that he's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch those Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> to me. And then, like, the only person that can see him is Bruce Willis, and he just shits his pants. By the end of the night, James Cameron's like, and thank you for this Oscar for Avatar 2. And he's jumping up and down behind him, waving <laughs> his hands. Please, someone, if you can see me, call. Call somebody. <laughs> I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to go yet. I have so much love to do. At least turn me into a snowman like in Jack Frost. <laughs> I need to tell my son I love him. Like the documentary Jack Frost that I saw. (laughs) Please, if anyone knows a voodoo priestess, I promise to be a good Jack Frost, not like the killer kind, the killer one. Jack Frost movie, Snowman Killer, Snowman. Oh, I'm done. I quit. I gotta go back to work, guys. I'm done with this podcast. Okay. This has been my brother. My brother made it a vice show for the modern era where we do it. You heard it. You know we do. You know how we do. You know how we do. Thank you for everybody tweeting about the show. Um, unless you tweeted to ask where the show was today, because that really gets on my nerves. I'm glad you like it, but come on. Hey, dog, you can't rush perfection. Can't rush it. You For real, though, I've, I've had a real bad poopy bug. Griffin has had <laughs> real like mud butt. The wor- <laughs> Griffin's butt fell off. I've had the worst poopy butt, like, for a week now. And it was pretty touch and go there for a while. You were about to send that. By tweet. which he would touch something, and then he would go with his <laughs> Anytime my physical form touched <laughs> anything, I had to be suspended in the air. <laughs> um, thank you to everybody tweeting about the show. Thank you to Rachel. That's uh, Branson Atron, Elliot Binder, Chris Daly, Beefen Blocker, Mark Brown, Adam Ford, Anders Clem, Jordan Dahl, uh, Prince Cabbagehead, Danielle Farless. Joel Kelly, Complicated Wasp, uh, Hepsy, so many people tweeting about the show. Thank you. Make sure if you tweet about it, you uh, use the hashtag 
MBMBAM and you include our sampler link. It's bit.ly forward slash it's mabimbam. I want to say a thank you to Jonathan Barnes, uh, a friend of ours who works at COSI and took me and Riley and Sydney on a uh, sort of behind the scenes tour. Oh, that's so awesome. I know. It was so much fun. We got to do a show there sometime soon. I know, right? Columbus. Uh, so thank you to him and. Um, and, and thank you to everybody sharing the show and getting other people interested. And be sure to check out all the other shows on Max Fun. Um, at this point, you know all of them because I assume all of you are listening. But go to MaximumFun.org and check it out. And while you're there, get the information on BoatParty.biz. Jesus. fucking Jesus. Max Fun cruise. It, Drink it in. It's, it's bananas, this mm-hmm. cruise. It's going to be crazy. The Atlantic Ocean comedy and music festival get there I, i'm thinking about going because i just got over poopy butt so i right, can't uh-huh. get it i can't get the norovirus again mm-hmm. uh and the good thing is since mark mcgrath canceled his cruise they've just added gin blossoms and spin doctors to the max fun cruise so it <laughs> should be tease. pretty fun did mark Don't mcgrath cancel his cruise because he knew that People being on a boat and listening to Sugar Ray was like a diarrhea cocktail. He actually <laughs> said, his direct quote was, the poop cruise did us no favors. <laughs> Which is great, because I bet the poop cruise would be like, the Sugar Ray cruise did nothing for us. <laughs> so anyway, um, thanks. Uh, Griffin, you got a special thanks to John Roderick, right? That's usually what you say now? Yeah. You usually say something about thanks to the Long Winters for letting us use their song as a departure from putting the bass to bed. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it. But you just did all of it. Was that the bit? Oh. So thank you for listening to our show. <laughs> Make sure to join us again next Monday. Uh, from oh, if you, if you want to have a shout out on the show, if it's like somebody's birthday or if you just want to say congratulations to someone or if you have a small business or I guess a big business. I mean, we're not we're not going to discriminate. Um, and you want to have us do a shout out for you in the money zone? Just go to maximumfund.org forward slash jumbotron. Get there, Griffin. Take us out. I am ready. Uh, this final Yahoo answer was sent in by Jacob Locker. Thank you, Jacob. It's by Yahoo Answers user Catherine, who asks. Opinions on the name Pretzel for a girl? <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Pretzel. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.